These are feelings that can come up that you deal with and you just become a little better at dealing with them. Um, <laughs> you know, but in and, and so, you know, I call this graduating grief, which means graduating the pain of your grief. But really the whole thing was, is when I was in my support group, I felt like I needed to leave. And my husband's like, why do you need to leave? I said, because I'm feeling worse leaving this group than when I came in. Today, I was having a good day and now I'm not. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey mom, short on time but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty? Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. Welcome to today's episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. Today, I am bringing on Sherry Dunleavy. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Ani, thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. Sherry is a former NBC news anchor serving in the Wheeling, West Virginia area for nearly 30 years, both on television and radio. Today, she is a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and the founder of the Graduating Grief Academy, an online support community, and the host of the Graduating Grief podcast. Sherry's passion lies in inspiring and encouraging women to step beyond the pain of their past so that they can step fully into living with purpose, passion, and joy. And today we are going to be talking all about graduating grief, living and loving your life after loss. So welcome. I'm so I'm looking forward to this conversation, Sherry. Well, I appreciate you inviting me to have this conversation because it's not always an easy conversation to have. Yes. So tell us a bit more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Well, as you, when in the introduction, you said, you know, I, I was a television news anchor and that was my dream career. And I had done that for many years. In fact, um, I worked in the same television station where my audience watched me meet my husband, fall in love, get married, have my first child. I mean, I had cameras at my wedding. I had cameras at the hospital when my son was born. You know, um, they were a part of my family and they welcomed me into their living room every evening. And then I was pregnant with my second son, Brandon, and we had complications from the first, we, we realized there were complications when we went in for the first ultrasound. And so um, my pregnancy was a high risk pregnancy. Uh, the um, Because of that, I was out a lot. 
because I had to have testing done at various children's hospitals throughout the country. Um, it was a very serious situation. And finally, my son was born. There were no cameras there. And then my son died shortly thereafter. And so um, that's where my grief journey began. Um, and um, it resurrected itself when my oldest son was ready to graduate from high school and go to college. And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm losing my other son only in a whole other way. And the grief that I had stepped, you know, tamped down, or I always tell people the grief that I have put on the back burner um, for my first, you know, my son, Brandon, when he died, um, came up along with the grief with of my son graduating. So I knew that I had to, to deal with it. I didn't, I dealt with it as best I could for what I knew was possible back then. So I don't want to say that I didn't take any steps. I did counseling, but not with a grief counselor. I did uh, online, I did support groups, um, but it was not a, uh, it was, it was not a support group that had a beginning and an end, which I think is very important. Um, and so it was like a perpetual support group. Right. And, um, and I really tried to rely on my faith and it was failing me. And I, and I, I can go into that and, but it's, it's like, sometimes when you go, I had, I had faith, but my, I guess me, my religion was failing me as far as they were giving me religious platitudes instead of really helping the human mother who lost her child. So, um, and I wanted to be very cognizant of how I was grieving because I had a three-year-old son at home. So I didn't want his first memories of his mother being that she was always crying and always sad when I was little. And then for him to realize oh, that's because of the son she lost, but I'm here. I'm the son she has. So I just really tried to do my work and just thought this is as good as it's going to get. And so I guess I'm never going to really be all that happy again. I wanted to be, but I didn't know how to be. So, and so it sounds like almost that you put a band-aid, like you felt like- Yeah, this like this is just gonna have to do this for now. This is just how it's gonna be, yeah. Because I think that, you know, I was hoping that, ooh, time heals all wounds, so it'll just get better. I'll just put the band-aid on it for now and it'll just get better, but it never did. I mean, you know, like I wasn't, it was, I was just living a surface life. I, you know, I could feel pain, but I couldn't feel joy. Right. Um. So it was, it was, you know, and I, I feel sad now looking back because I think my son did miss out on it. But like I said, I was doing the best I could with what I knew. Right. And, um, and so when my son was graduating from high school, I had a friend um, tell me that it was time for me, you know, maybe that I should consider a grief coach. And I said, well, why well, never even heard of such a thing? But <laughs> I went through something called the grief recovery method and it changed my life and it gave me back my life. And it allowed me, I mean, it opened up my life since then. I've written a book. I've started the Academy. I start. I, I, I left my broadcasting career and started a job, um, 
a whole new, you know, career as a motivational, inspirational speaker. And I do workshops and I just don't want other moms to miss out on their lives um, because of something painful in their past. I'm curious, how did you, like, what was going on that you were able to recognize that there was a tie between the unresolved grief of losing your son at birth when your son was graduating high school? Like what, what was coming up for you that you realized that there was that connection? Almost like panic. Um, who was I? It, it was, it, I, don't, I don't know how to look at it as um, I was living a very frustrated life. Why wasn't anything working out for me? I wanted more. I, want, I didn't know how to get it. I, I had a, you know what I mean? Like I had a desire to have my life back and I didn't know how to get it. And then when he was leaving, it was like, what am I going to do? Because that was my life. Right. Right. And, um, and I thought, there are things that I still want to do. There were dreams that I had, but, you know, I think as moms, a lot of times, you know, one of we make our family's dreams, our dream, you know, we're busy carting our kids so they can achieve their dreams, their goals. And we stop dreaming. We stop. And that's why the grief is even harder when they leave the nest because we're left with someone we don't know with an empty shell who's left behind. Right. And so I say, when you put your everything into someone or something else, cause it could be your career, mm-hmm. you know, it could be something, your grief, your pain, your divorce, you know, whatever it is, when you put your everything into something else, um, there's a chance that it might disappear. And if it does, you are going to be grieving terribly because you're not going to know who the person is. I mean, some moms don't even, when their kids leave the nest, they don't even know what their favorite color is anymore. They don't know what their favorite ice cream is, even their favorite food, because they just, where their kids want to eat, where their husband wants to eat. They buy the ice cream their kids will eat, you know? And so they'll have some of that. You know, they don't ever just even think about that. And so, you know, I I want to encourage women to start thinking about yourself because someday you're all you've got. It it may be just you and that's all you have. Right. Now, when you um, are working with, do you work with men and women? I, I work with men and women, but I really... I really work with women. I think that my message resonates more with women. I think we have more fear. We have more guilt. Mm. (laughs) Um, I don't think men have that as much as we do. Right. Not at the same. I do. I, 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 you know, I won't turn a man away. Like there are men in my, my online positive grief support group, Mm. but my message is never to them. My message is always to women. Right. Okay. So do you work with um, mainly individuals who have, uh, have had a physical loss or like, is that when they usually will come to you when they have lost somebody in their life? Well, I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, many forms of grief. 
And right. So there are wondering. many forms of grief. And that's what I try to explain to people. And in fact, my book, How Can I Help? That's one of the things that I say, listen, it's about helping your friends and supporting them through their most difficult chapters of life. Mm-hmm. Not just death, not just when they lose someone, but when they've gone through a divorce, when they've lost a job, when they've been diagnosed with cancer, or they have to quit their job to take care of a sick child or a parent with Alzheimer's or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. anything that you hold dear or anyone that you hold dear that you've lost your marriage, you know, um, that's grief. This pandemic has been grief. Yes. Yes. Lots (laughs) of loss, (laughs) lots of loss of normalcy. So we hear a lot about stages of grief and I especially hear this when in my counseling, you know, Mm -hmm. when clients are grieving and they talk about the stages of grief and we talk about the fluid fluidity of it, Mm -hmm. that it's not just moving from one stages, one stage to another. Um, what suggestions can you give as to how one can, one who has experienced loss, how can they best navigate these stages or where, what do you find is, are there stages? I, I, and so it was the anticipatory grief. Um, anticipating when this will happen, you might be a little further along in the grief process, um, when they do die. Um, but grief is not linear. It's not like a checklist. Oh, denial. Well, I got that one off and, you know, um, anger. Well, I've done that. Well, here's the thing. Anger can come back again around and around and around. So it's not like this. It's this checklist that you, you go over. These are feelings that can come up that you deal with and you just become a little better at dealing with them. Um, you know, but, and, and, and so, you know, I call this graduating grief, which means graduating the pain of your grief. But really the whole thing was, is when I was in my support group, I felt like I needed to leave. And my husband's like, why do you need to leave? I said, because I'm feeling worse leaving this group than when I came in today, I was having a good day. And now I'm not because I felt like I had to tell my story again to help other people, you know, and revisit my pain over and over and over again. And I was ready to release that, you know, I needed to graduate from that group, but I didn't know where to go. I wanted to find hope. I wanted to find healing. I wanted my life back. I knew it wasn't going to be the same life, but I needed someone to help me reorganize it. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, it's like, I want, I, I wanted to create something that I needed. I wanted to graduate. I needed to graduate and I needed to, I thought there was a need in this space to help people reorganize their life and um, set that up because sometimes we do have guilt, you know, especially w- women who have lost spouses and they want to date again. And then they have to deal with the guilt of feeling like they're betraying their loved one, feeling they're betraying their family, the, the fear of someone cutting them off because they don't think they're grieving the way they should. There's, there's all these feelings going on inside. And I think we need to unpack that. We don't need to keep telling the story of the last day of someone's life and all, you know, that just is so heavy. Yes. Um, so let's start rebuilding our life. Let's deal with this. Let's move through this and let's go, you know, let's, let's move away from the why, 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 and let's move into the what now. Yes. 
Right. I can see where there's such a need for that. Mm-hmm. So you were able to, to fill that need with your workshops and your programs and helping, helping well, both men and women, but mostly women yeah. find that new life. Yeah. That's called the graduating grief Academy. And that's why I have it like, and it's kind of weird because it seems like it's in stages too, mm-hmm. but the it's, it's categorized. I say, Okay. It's not stages that you move through. It's categorized. It's personalized. It's it. Yeah. You can come in as a, at the senior level, if that's mm-hmm. where you're ready to go, you know, right. the, there's a freshman level because that's to deal with the acute grief, but those aren't the people that I really can help. I have a video course that explains what grief is. Mm-hmm. It's self-guided that you can push play. When your brain fog kicks in and you can't process things, you can hear this, you know, warm, wonderful woman speaking to you kindly and gently and lovingly explaining what's going on, mm-hmm. giving you some tools um, to help you process your emotions and peel back what that anger is all about and help you come, uh, you know, explain what it's doing to your body and your brain and helping you guide you and tell you why it's important to get your sleep and um, drink lots of water and move your body and eat healthy, you know, um, when your body's craving the carbs. I don't tell you what not to do. I just say, this is how you can love yourself a little bit better, you know? And so that's for the acute grievers. That's, that's really not my wheelhouse, but I have something for them. Then the sophomore level, that's my grief journey. So the sophomore level is my healing journey. And that's where it's an eight week finite. And I can do this individually, but, you know, group support Mm -hmm. and coaching where we recover from our grief and we set ourselves up for reorganization. And then the junior level is called my transformation journey. So how am I going to transform this pain into a life that's filled with purpose passion and joy. And then the senior level is my journey to joy. And those are workshops and trips that we're going to take where everyone has the same idea. I'm ready to experience joy. I'm ready to step into it. And I feel safe stepping into it because I have other women who want to step into it with me. Yes, you're not alone. And the first group, they can't understand that yet. Right. So you right. see why right. I have to categorize it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. So what factors contribute to a person's ability to be able to graduate like to move or to to go from one category to another what are there certain factors that contribute to that I think that um first of all knowing that healing is possible because I think that's the biggest um that's the biggest difference of what I didn't know then versus what I know now because 
what I didn't know then, I just thought this was as good as it gets. And, you know, and that this is my lot in life. Grief will stay with me forever. And I have to learn how to carry it. Kind of like back, back when, when yeah. you would put yourself on the back burner, put the grief yes. on the back burner. And that's okay. what I thought. And it's like, so how do you carry this with you moving through? And that's a very heavy way to live. Right. Right. But this in 2021, I had three significant losses in my life. And what I know now after doing this grief recovery work is that it is heavy and it is hurtful and it is painful now, but I know it's going to be okay. And I know it's possible to get my life back, but I have to go through the The mess of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so um, just knowing that was enough for me to get through a painful day, a horrible crashing wave, a crying jag, a trigger that made me very angry or frustrated. Um, Yeah, it was just enough that this isn't going to last forever. I know what to do. And once I've done it, I know that I'll be setting myself up in a much better place. I can do it better now. Right. Right. And that sounds like um, my next question is going to be, how do we know if we're ready to graduate? How do we know? But, but I think that was a good, good yeah. explanation of that. You want to start there. feeling better. You want your life back. You don't know what it's going to look like and you're afraid, but if you could find someone, you know, so that's why I've designed this quiz, you know, and it's, it's, are you ready to graduate from your grief? And you answer these 12, 12 questions and it, and then you can sign up and get, um, you know, uh, a free assessment with me. We can go over your results. And, you know, a lot of people are like, yes, I want my back. I, I didn't think it was possible. Right. And I think that also when you have hope, you're that much more maybe. And I, if you can't give yourself the permission to heal, I can give it to you until you can write your own permission slip for right, it. Until they're officially ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite way? You spoke of a, a few ways about practicing self-care, but what is your favorite way to feel recharged and refuel yourself? It's so funny because I have this list back up behind me and <laughs> I literally have a things that make me feel good list. That's awesome. And you make that list when you're feeling good. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the list when you're feeling no. bad and you pick something off of it. And so walking has been a great, I mean, just walking and walking in nature, um, just walking at my local park. I lost my dog. I lost my dad. I lost my best friend last year. And walking was such healing medicine for me to look at the birds, to look at nature, to watch the leaves change, to watch the flowers come out, to hear the birds singing, the bees chirping, just the life around life going on. Right. That was the biggest healer for me. And it was the biggest healer for me during the pandemic too. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed music, dance music, putting headsets on and just dancing around the house. Silly, you know, like that brings me joy. Um, I love doing Zumba. So I've resumed going (laughs) to Zumba, you know, because sometimes when you're in grief, you just pull inwards. Right. And so um, this year, my compass word is, 
is participate. So I know that I'm being drawn to participate in my life again. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, that's my self-care. Awesome. I, I am a big Zumba fan too. I actually used yeah. to be an instructor. Really? I got certified as an instructor. <laughs> I just but love I, it. And that Latin music, I just love it. Yeah, <laughs> it really gets you moving and just gets you lost in that moment. Yeah. So something that I've, I've been looking into, I'm like, I need to get back into that. Yes. <laughs> so it does bring talk, you joy. It does. So we talk a lot about like self-growth and self-development and I am an avid reader. I'm all about like finding a good book and just, you know, getting lost in it. And so what book or books would you say have changed, have been life-changing for you or that have greatly impacted your life? Oh, wow. There are so many. I read every day. That's one of my habits that I do. Mm -hmm. And I read personal and spiritual development. Um, So I would say the books that I give away the most to other people you know, that I recommend one is called destiny by TD Jakes. I absolutely adore that book. Um, I love you are a badass by Jensen. And I feel like you have to get it on audible too, because Mm -hmm. she's just entertaining. Um, I love, um, uh, I love the book, um, uh, uh, the slight edge, um, by Jeff Olson. That's a good one. Um, Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. I mean, I could just go on yeah. and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you wrote a book. You wrote a book. Yes. How and I wrote a book. Yes. For your book. <laughs> yes. It's called How Can I Help? It's your go-to guide for helping loved ones through life's difficulties. Because, you know, I wrote that because my husband and I lost three of our closest friends when our son died. And through the years, I've found that that's quite common, not just to people who have lost loved ones, but anyone who's gone through a divorce or lost their job or been diagnosed with cancer. Like I've had a lot of people with cancer tell me some of my friends just made me feel like I was contagious and I just never saw them again. And I think it's because we're so afraid. We're afraid of this topic of death. We're afraid of the topic of grief. And we're, so that makes us ill-equipped. And so we don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. We're afraid we're going to say it wrong. We're going to do it wrong. And so, Hey, let's just err on the side of caution and not do anything. But I had someone describe it to me as that, Taking that and just think about it. Your intention is not to be mean or, but it it is cruel. It's cruelty. And when you are being cruel to someone who is already hurting, Mm -hmm. um, I just think show up awkwardly. And I, that's what I tell grieving people, you know, people will say things that are silly and stupid and they can be hurtful, but what, look at their intention, look at their heart, because if it was, there's a difference between an intentional you know, something meant to hurt you or an awkward, stupid phrasing of something that was just someone trying to do their best to support you and show you they love. Just didn't know how. So so I just say, step out in love, you know, just step out in love. So where can people find you? Where can listeners find you? I have two websites, sherrydunlevy.com. 
And then I have graduatinggrief.com. So the inspirational part of me and the motivational part of me is sherrydunlevy.com. And then just the grief is um, graduatinggrief.com. But I do have a positive support group on Facebook um, that we uplift and we encourage hope and healing through grief. And so you can't always find those. <laughs> and I think that's important. So if you know someone who's challenged with, with grieving right now, that's a great place to, but I'm on Instagram. I'm every podcast. Yeah. And I have my podcast. Yes. yes. Right. So go check Sherry out. Sherry, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing with us your wisdom. Ani, thank you. The mission of Moms Without Capes is to empower super moms, moms who don't make time for themselves because they are so busy taking care of everyone and everything else. My goal is to help you get comfortable with hanging up your cape. You might be holding on tight to your cape, tying your worth to your to-do list, packing your schedule and running the kids all over town, sacrificing or postponing your own passions, neglecting your health, and at the end of the day, falling into bed exhausted and already worrying about what needs to get done tomorrow. Sound familiar? This was me for about a decade. The guilt, the shame, the resentment, the overwhelm, the exhaustion. I struggled to put myself on my to-do list, and when I did, I was last on the list, and rarely did I feel up to doing anything that would make me feel good. So my health, my mood, and my family suffered because of it. I started with the doing part because I am an action taker. And so I began implementing small acts of self-care into my days. Being intentional about doing one small thing each day that was just for me. Then I began doing the internal work, the mindset shifts, the self-discovery, and the self-building that helped me truly love myself. Before then, I struggled with low self-esteem, lacked confidence, and was constantly criticizing myself. I had limited boundaries, which led me to saying yes, even when I meant no. I learned how to identify what I wanted and needed, and then got good at communicating what I needed and wanted. I started dealing with the perfectionism that ruled my life, and... I started practicing self-compassion. Maybe you are struggling with many of these same issues and you recognize yourself in what I just shared. If so, I invite you to sign up for a discovery call with me. I get it. I can help you let go of that super mom cape and not only find the woman hiding underneath, but fall in love with her. You do not have to do this alone. I want to help you. In the show notes of today's episode, you will find the link to my calendar. Let's talk about what's going on for you and see if working together would make sense on your journey to discovering and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.